It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast Welcome to the show It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast PlayStation Collector's Podcast Welcome to the show We got pixies where we're gonna talk some smack Should I buy this game? Where to buy that? Got special guest games and these two Hey, hey. Hey, hey Andy. Fizzy. How's it going, mate? Yeah, really good. Welcome back to the podcast, Andy. Thank you for joining us this week as co-host. Thanks for having me. Um, Will wasn't available this week. He's got some birthdays and he's having a great time. But thankfully, Andy was able to step in as host. And on top of that note, Andy, we have John Banks coming on tonight's episode for episode number 46. And John Banks is a collector in the UK. John's also a reseller. He runs a couple of YouTube channels. And it's going to be really interesting to talk to John. So please welcome John to the podcast, guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Hey, you going, John? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, a little bit early. Obviously, we had to... <laughs> um, over in the UK now, it's just gone 7am. But... Um, no, other than that, everything's fine. <laughs> people are going to be like, he's running a, um, what are you doing getting people up so early in the morning for the show? <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate yeah, you coming good. on, John. No, no worries, mate. Yeah, looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about your collection and what you do. Okay, so yeah, um, down in the UK. So collecting-wise, probably probably quite new into the journey really compared to you know some of you guys and you know some of the other guys you have on the channel and stuff but i'd say i'm probably maybe only 18 months in to doing this but obviously in terms of gaming and consoles and you know that sort of thing i can't remember a time where you know i haven't owned one you know Mm. and i'm i'm sort of approaching (laughs) approaching mid 40s now and uh you know, I remember going back to the early, early days and, you know, pre-console even, you know, things like Spectrums and Commodore 64s and, yeah. you know, that's what I grew up on. Um, and then, obviously, you went through school and things like Mega Drives and Master Systems and that hit the hit the scene. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it all took off. Um, and then I think probably over the years, every every console near enough you know the sort of mainstream ones anyway you know super nintendos and everything like that um but no in terms of collecting wise i'll probably say maybe 18 months two years because i do a little bit of reselling which as you know figsy we you know we've already talked a little bit about this when you when you do reselling you come across so much stuff um and it and it kind of you know you, you often buy stuff to sell and then you buy stuff and you think, oh, actually, <laughs> that's kind of cool. I think I'll keep that. And then 
all of a sudden you start a collection of something and um so i i sadly as well and, and i'll know i won't be alone in saying this but i i've owned so much stuff that i've actually sold and and you know <clears throat> i guess regrettably sometimes you know i think back to some of the stuff that i have had and um mm. that i've got rid of you know but but that's that's you know i'm i'm sure i'm not alone in that um but yeah so kind of so here we are today and obviously yeah i you know we'll, i'm happy to speak about it later on but i've sort of documenting the whole thing really so i've just started a little youtube channel um you know some other amazing ones this is you know i've been inspired by so many amazing channels you know that um in in this sort of you know niche that we're in and um yeah so it's it's kind of it's kind of where it is at the minute um john is there like a, a main console that you like to collect for more than others like are you a, i hate to say it this way but are you like a playstation fanboy or yep playstation 2 um well i wouldn't say yeah I mean, ps2 is my my favorite one i mean that is the one that's so much so much scope and variety i mean i know they they all yeah. have now but um yeah, I probably did sway towards PlayStation a little yep. bit more. Um, we do have the Xbox. We have the Xbox 360. We have. I kind of have broken it into two segments. I have this area, which is kind of like my sort of gaming room stroke office. Um, and this is kind of like the older stuff in here. So we have from, I don't know what the generation's called, but from PS3 and Xbox 360, Third gen that generation yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. So then it, you know, PS3, PS2, PS1, and then the older Xbox and Mega Drive and stuff like that is all in here. Yeah. And then the next gen consoles, because there's no way the wife would put up with all of this in the lounge. <laughs> no yeah. way. So then we have the, you know, the, the next gen stuff in the lounge. So we do play Xbox um, and, and that, but we've got the Xbox One in the lounge as well. But I, I'd say probably... Yeah, PlayStation was what I spent most of my time on. I mean, I was never a kid at PlayStation. It was, you know, that would have been college college days, which mm -hmm. in the UK was sort of, I guess, from sort of 16 onwards, you know, through to your sort of late 20s, I guess, that sort of period then. But a lot of fond memories of um, of that. I was flat sharing. There was a lot of, you know, we were we were going to pubs and then coming home and it would be straight on the Xbox or straight yeah. on the PlayStation. You know, that sort of, those sort of times, you know, good, good times. Yeah. I, I can imagine in the UK, availability of games would have been pretty easy as well. Back in those oh, days. Oh, yeah, it was, there was no problem. You know, you could, yeah. You, you'd you get stuff, you know, you, you'd have, you know, on the day of release, there'd be no problems. There's none of this like it is now, you know, some of these people you see queuing up for hours on end or you have to wait three days for it to, you know, you, you don't get on the day. Back then it was no problem at all. But... Or a bot bought 500 copies of it and you now can't buy it. No, yeah, no, yeah. They're all on eBay. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, the UK is really known as a, a place that has a lot of PlayStation 1 games, would you say? Like, it's a pretty big region for PlayStation 1. Like, it's easy... I, well, I mean, Figzy can probably... Um, agree with this as well when you're on ebay looking for playstation one games you can find them pretty easily in in the uk yeah yeah, yeah australia yeah i mean in terms of yeah you, you can still get them obviously absolutely fine we have we have secondhand shops 
there's quite a famous branch called CEX over in the UK, which we which have pretty much only only specialises in yeah secondhand stuff. The, the idea being you can go in there and take your stuff, they'll buy it off you for you know an obscenely low price, and yeah. then they put a massive markup on it and buy it. But if you want to just you know go and buy a game, you can go there. We have a lot of these kind of secondhand sort of trading platforms, um, Music Magpie, I don't, I don't name them all, but there's loads out there. But in terms of um, it out in the wild, you know, trying to find stuff, it is becoming harder, definitely. PlayStation 1's becoming harder now. Um, PS2 you still see most of the time if you go out and about. I mean, we have these things called car boot sales. You're probably aware of all this. Yeah. Um, Very jealous that we don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds... Yeah pretty dodgy you have a load of people turn up in a field at about five o'clock in the morning <laughs> in their cars and they all meet and you <laughs> and wonder if this up... shit's stolen or not exactly well yeah, yeah. Oh. so you open up the boots and then people you know they're in there with their torches the early birds and that and then yeah you just sell off a load of stuff um but but it's becoming harder and harder you know to find gold if you like in out in the wild it still happens you know you still do get it and that's what I like. I actually like part of the hunt. Do you know what I mean? There's as much of the you you'll you'll agree, like Figsy when you do like a bit of your reselling that sometimes it's going out and finding the stuff is as much of a buzz as it is, you know, actually if you want to flip it on or if you want to keep it for yourself, it's I bought you know, religious DVDs yesterday for a great price. I got them for less I think like eighty DVDs. Most of them are brand new and sealed for twenty dollars for the bag. I was stoked. I know yeah, I'm going to make a lot of money with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a question for both of you guys as resellers. Do you ever get bummed out if you go to, like, say you have five places on your list of um, places you're going to go to look one day to find things. Do you ever get bummed out if you go to, like, three of them and you find nothing? Like, what keeps you going to... Because I find when I go out looking at op shops and stuff, I'll get to the third shop. And if I haven't found anything, I just usually say, fuck it, and sort of... That's mm. it. I give up. Like, how do you how do you push through and just keep going to more places to try and find things? I guess it's if it's your occupation, maybe it's a bit different. Compared so, to I mean, hobby. so my my take on it is, it's not, it's definitely not my occupation. I mean, I do it very very much as a side hustle or mm. as to grow. Um, actually, this collection here, which I'll talk about later on, I know it's Xbox, but that whole collection is done basically flipped. But um, my my, my sort of take on that is you you because i get this all the time people say this to me all the time i never find anything in charity shops or i never find anything when i go out and they'll Correct. go like once a month yeah you know and i go whenever i see any anywhere like our local town you know it's two minutes walk from me and we've got about three or four kind of like charity shops in there um you know where people donate stuff and stuff like this and um even if I'm just popping up the village for like a pint of milk or something, any any excuse, I'll go in them. Yeah, you know the more the more the more times you go, the, the more chance you've got of finding stuff. And so it is basically it's just a case of that. You just got to be a bit relentless. Persistency is key. Yeah, you just got to keep going. And and then you know it might be the you know ten times you find nothing, but then the eleventh time. I, I had it the other week. Someone someone dropped five Mega Drive games in the shop. That never happens. Yeah. Never happens. You, you never find Sega Genesis Mega Drive games anywhere no. like that. 
because it was they, such they a niche console. Just literally landed, you know, and I was in there on the right time, and then sure enough, right, I'll scoop them up. But and that, you know, had had I not just decided, oh, I'll pop in there on the off chance, they would they wouldn't have lasted an hour. They'd have been gone. Do you remember what games they were? What Mega Drive games they were? Oh, they weren't massive the hitters, but they were ones I needed. You know, there, there was a few sports in there, but you know, yeah. the fact that you just see them, yeah, you know, and you're getting them for that cased, cased up. Yeah, I think they were like two quid, three quid each or something. Which, you know, but even just the fact that you got a case, a boxed Mega Drive game with a manual and everything, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. So, yeah, I have a very similar answer to John. It's about persistence. I would, I'd expect to get stuff. A quarter of the time honestly uh especially like garage sales um one thing that john didn't mention that i come into a lot is um people listing garage sales and this happened to me yesterday with two of them and you rock up and they're not actually open like they've listed a garage sale but they've just decided not to have it and oh, you've well. driven you know you've gone four suburbs out of your way and you're like oh do i keep going worth a few yeah I, it happened to me yesterday, and it was just before I got to this church sale that I was telling you guys about. Um, it wasn't even on my list. It was just driving past, and on your Saturday mornings, you'll see signs, garage sales, turn right. And, yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to be out there hunting. And um, yeah, You have to wonder sometimes if the sign's like five weeks old and they just haven't taken it down, so you see like a garage sale sign and you turn up there and it's like five weeks ago. That's funny, and that does happen too. And if you do go yeah. garage selling every week, you are familiar with, hey, this guy had a garage sale last week. And the, the same ad. I've got into the habit of searching um, Facebook Marketplace by like the last five days or the last seven days only. So it doesn't show me those older listings because Facebook love to like, hey, this listing for a garage sale in January you might like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we put on, so I put on, on another little. Thing, a little tip is you know just turn on notifications for a load of stuff i mean we've got other apps keywords we yeah gumtree uh yeah. we've got a load of there's a load like vinted is just sort of a fairly new one that's just cropped up so you just just put in all your keywords and save those notifications i know you do get a bit bombarded and most of the time it's a lot of repeat stuff but you know on the odd occasion you will find one which you know is, is good i had a load of baseball cards and i was slightly going off topic but I had a load of sports cards once, which it just literally cropped out. The notification come up, and I um it it said sport, and I think it was like someone's almost like someone's whole collection, and yeah. um they were up north, they were nowhere. It wasn't like a local pickup job; it was a massive, you know. And he said, "Yeah, yeah, you know, you can have the whole lot." And he managed to ship them down and everything, and I, wow. and that's the sort of thing that wouldn't have hung around; that would have been gone that day. Yeah, you know. Most of them will do keywords, um, like eBay. I mean, I know Gumtree does, and there's a hidden thing inside Facebook Marketplace that was just kind of hard to find, but you can put yeah. search alerts in there as well. And it, you can also search via, and it's another thing, because Marketplace, the the UI of Marketplace can be a head fuck to get through sometimes. There is a way, I guess, to um, list things as listed, like just listed, and sometimes you've just got to have it set to that to find things. Yeah. I'm finding lately the marketplace is showing me more international ads from yeah, get groups that. that I'm in. Oh, like, yeah. And I'm like, do I leave these Facebook groups? But I, I enjoy the group, so I don't want to leave. But then all the ads are on the marketplace, and it just, it's just annoying. <laughs> I know what he's talking about, but it's not for games for me. It's for like old American pickup trucks and stuff. And I'm like, why is this showing up on my feed? 
So I think we have to address uh, chat. Me and Andy are coordinating all the outfits, yes. <laughs> yeah, I missed the memo on that, unfortunately. I, um, had- I jumped on the podcast wearing a shirt and Andy was wearing a different shirt and he's like, I've got that one. Give me two seconds. Ran out of the room and came back on. Um, I didn't ask this, but like, obviously we've got Kex, we've got Kex here and you were saying that you guys use Kex to buy like retro games and second. Oh yeah. Do you, I know America has GameStop and we have EB games. What's the equivalent store in the UK? Cause I've never really thought about that. We, used to have, we got one called just game. Just um, game. Yeah, which is like a video game store, but I think they're struggling actually at the minute, and I don't know what the what the latest is on them. So, is there a um, main franchise there for buying just mainstream brand new games? Yeah, it'll be game, but a lot of their yeah. store it'll be game, but a lot of their stores are kind of shutting down, and they're ending up they're going in. They're like merged. They merged, I think, with a with a sports retailer. It was weird. Oh, so wow. I remember I was out in town with my kids the other week, and we were in a sports shop, and there was a a section within the sports show which had games and then had all the game logo and everything like that it's yeah. physical man and it? it's all going it's like slowly sort of starting to fade off but i think you know we've got a few years left of it yet but, but i don't then, know whether that is it but i know cex is massive that that's still going because you've got a lot of people that are buying up you know and 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 trading in a lot of people a lot of people just use cex as a as a you know you know to make some money essentially just go in and trade they do mobile phones and any all the other electronics and everything like that so you know so me and me and figsy don't have a kex store within like 2000 kilometers from us so we call it the kex gamble whenever you try and order something yeah. from them you're either going to get the game that you wanted in the case that you wanted or you're going to yeah. get the, the you know no case or you're going to get like a busted up Some, case sometimes it pays off but yeah unfortunately yeah. more times than not it doesn't so it's just oh, a waste of time i don't know titles but like if a ps2 game pops up you know it's not going to be complete and i think that is that's really really bad of them because i'm not i don't want to start you know slagging them off too much because i use it like you say I, I, but i'll i'll go into the store and and buy you know what i mean Cause i'm yeah. lucky enough we've got two quite close but yeah. we're, it, we they have that over i see loads of youtubers they they do it the cex roulette they call it um mm-hmm. which is exactly the same thing you know they'll they'll spend 100 pounds on a on the title that they need and um they'll do like a live opening on the on the youtube channel and more often than not, it's just disappointment. You know, it won't have the manual or the case is all faded or, and you just think these guys, they're, they're, they are a, a big part in, you know, people that collect retro games, that, that store yeah. is a big part of it. You know, they just, you must be able to grade it somehow before you list it online. And, um, you know. I, I believe for the hardware, so I've bought consoles from them before because consoles are sort of easier to fix than yeah. a, a game case and um sometimes i've bought things that they've said that they're damaged or they're incomplete or something but then it just turns out that it's a console that's in perfect condition that comes with a third party controller and not a first party okay. one so yeah. there's weird things like that on the side and they're like 200 dollars or sometimes 100 dollars less than the one that comes with a, a first party so, so that's right yeah yeah. I've noticed um, CEX in the UK have gotten really strict with some trade-ins. Um, people on Facebook have been posting PS1 games, like sealed games that have a crack in them, and CEX have been rejecting them. 
Really? Like that. Blimey. We're over here. They'll take disc only again. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Oh, disc no. only. Looks like it's been for a meat grinder. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. Put that up as mint. Yeah. Do they Maybe it's only certain yeah. stores that really like want to have pride in what they have. I don't know. I mean, you've got to time it right as well. Sometimes you go over here in this country and if you get there at the wrong time, it's, I don't know, it's sort of like the annual trading day and there'll be about, you know, a queue of everyone that's doing phones, you know, tablets. And they've got a stack of 300 DVDs that they want to get 20 20 pound for and you're stood behind you want to buy one game oh so uh, complete nightmare so at kex is there no separate counter for trade-ins versus well, people buying shit because that that's comes to, that, comes down, that okay. comes down to the individual shop i think um i've been in ones where i've had a sold stack of games i want to buy and i've walked out because it's been an absolute because, nightmare but yeah because you guys you know. have got uh, you guys have cash converters over there don't you yeah that's another one yeah that's that's quite good yeah, yeah, we they're have, all, we have cash all, converters, yeah. You know, no, none of them are going to give away, you know, ridiculously expensive games for like a pound. No, that ain't gonna I don't know. Like me and Figsy here with our local one have been relatively lucky most of the time, but then like over time they get better and better. Okay. I think it depends on who works sometimes. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Prices stuff too. But yeah, like you said, you're never going to get a championship Nintendo gold cartridge that's worth, <laughs> you know, 30 grand for, no, for three pounds so. or something like that. So I was in yeah. one yesterday. I popped in one, our local one yesterday and had a little skim through and nothing really stood out. But it's a good place if you want to buy some, you know, probably half price games. You know what I mean? It's decent enough. Yeah. Are they all, like, in your stores over there, are they all priced exactly the same? Like a PlayStation 3 games or, say, £2 or something? No, no, no. They'll, they'll, they'll price chart it all. Wow, they'll either okay. price chart it or go on eBay or something eBay. like that. And, you know, yeah. yeah. Which can work which can work um, wrong as well. Like, as in, what I mean by that is, like, sometimes they'll look, they'll price a game that's uh, obviously worth a fair bit of money and then other times they'll go on price charting and you know it's really a three dollar game on ebay but like mm. they've mm. looked on price charting and it says it's 50 bucks but it's not you know no i don't agree and like I've, I've got no problem with you know obviously all these shops have got to make money they all need to make their businesses at the end of the day they've got to pay staff they've got overheads and everything like that i get that yeah and I, and I don't mind it in the terms of like the cash converters one i totally understand but charity shops to a degree is a bit different because yeah. you know their stock they're getting for nothing they're literally getting handed it um yeah and i've, I've been in shops before where you know you there'll be a load of games which are all a pound each and then there'll be one which would be 20 pound so they're clearly having a look at it and it'll just sit there it'll sit there for for years you know months and you know because they haven't got that type of market you know what i mean they're not i don't know it just seems a bit you know what I mean? It's a bit. I'm a bit yeah. on the fence with them doing. I've got no problem. Everyone's got to make a living, and that's absolutely yeah. fine. But. I guess for me, it's are these charity shops using all of their profits to go towards you know helping homeless people and stuff like that, or is it going somewhere else? Like, oh, I don't, if it's yeah. you know if it's going if it's a charity shop that's trying to make as much money as possible to help homeless people, help people in need and stuff, no issues with that, but. If it's going, you know, somewhere else, then... On that note, Andy, um, I, I go to charity shops weekly and regularly discuss these type of things with the yeah. owners. And um, what they're telling me is their their expenses are becoming more. 
Um, yeah, they've got certain sense. employees that they have to pay mm. now because mm. you know you can't just have people working for free. No, they have to pay rent. You know, electricity's yeah. gone up. They still got to pay for that. So makes sense. You know, when when you think about that and you think about well, you know, the store might might some days might only turn over a couple of hundred bucks. You know, you can sort of understand. But there's one by us. I mean, I had a chat with the lady, one of the store owners in ours, and again, we would all do the same, right? But must admit, when she told me, I was a little bit peeved. She had a stack of Pokemon cards in there, right? They were nothing. They weren't the vintage lot. They were all the new stuff. And I said to her, do you have any more of these? And she said, oh, yeah, there was loads that came in. But they were the old ones. So I took them home. My daughter's going to have a look through them. And and her daughter being, like, old enough to understand, yeah. you know, which are the good ones. And she sort of went, no, no, yeah. So she's looking through to see what the expensive ones are. Yeah. And I thought, but then... If you're the shop owner, we'd all do the same. It's just one of those things, isn't it? You know, or if you worked there, you know what I mean? You'd do the yeah, same. Oh, yeah. But when you hear stuff like that, you sort of think, well, you know, everyone's everyone's hustling, aren't they? Everyone's, you know, everyone's out there trying to do the same thing. A good question from AJ. So um, we're all aware that the 3DS store recently shut down last week. Um, AJ asks, are 3DS prices shooting up for you all in power territories? And this week, I actually did a little bit of research on that question, not knowing he was going to ask it. And I was scrolling through 3DS games, searching for most expensive, the least expensive and recent solds. And like all the most expensive games have sold in like the last three or four weeks. Wow. Uh, it was a certain Atlas title that went for like $550 in Australia. I can't remember the name. Wow. But, but in general, what about say, ones? Uh, I, I can't, I can't comment on that. Yeah, um, but definitely the expensive titles. People are paying a lot of money for them. Like I'm looking at the dates. It's all the 25th to the 30th of March sales on eBay. I use um I use a system called CLZ Games Collector, and it's got a way of um spitting out a report by going to probably the wrong source, but goes to price charting and gets data from there. I actually went in there the other day and did like a custom report for 3ds stuff. And all the stuff that I own, which is probably maybe 50 or 60 games, none of that looked like it had really moved in dramatically in price. Like, you know, it hadn't gone, a $20 game hadn't gone to $500 overnight or anything like that. So the common stuff is probably just going to be cheap for eternity and things like Pokemon and stuff are probably going to be like... Yeah, I'd imagine Pokemon will. I used to see I was at that, by the way. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yep, yeah, it's great. Well, it's the only one that picks up PAL stuff. All, all the other ones, you oh, try right. and scan something for PAL, and it's just like, oh, can't find that. That doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely does. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that um, like we will see an increase, but it's not going to be as dramatic as when they first announced the store closure. Yeah. I think it'll be like in, in 12 months... Um, you know, $30 games will be $40 and $50 games might be $65, $70. But, you know, we're not going to see $20 games going for $400 again. We've because already the, seen that happen. The Wii Shop, the Wii Shop is shut, right? The, yeah, like, the Wii, the, Wii, the Wii store. Yeah, and, and when you think of that, I mean, the none of those games really shot up much in price, did they? Like, they're not dramatically. They're all still mostly shovelware and... The only ones that do shoot up in price are like sealed games because then yeah. like a rare game 
might only have a few sealed copies and you know we obviously know how many graded collectors are out there but this influences the north american prices a lot more than pal prices did you guys see the bloke that um bought every single game on the 3ds store and yeah store? yeah that was yeah. awesome Jeebus, uh, <laughs> is his name yeah was? i don't know but like how did he store all of it did he actually explain how he stored it all yeah I, I watched the video i think he had uh, multiple different ds drives <laughs> yeah because it was yeah. like two terabytes or something worth of games on the Wii U from the store. So the way that the DS is set up, I'm probably not going to explain it properly, but each DS can only fit like a certain amount of bits. Blo- it's blocks, yeah. Blocks, it's blocks. It. Yeah. Yeah. And then once it's full, it's full. It doesn't matter if there's like more gigabytes of storage on there. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, Nintendo like, you know, fuck your normal storage measurements. We use blocks here. Mad respect to him, though. He didn't just buy every game. He did, like, every DLC, including games that, like, only had DLC if you beat the game and then, like, unlock an extra character. The Completionist, that was his name. Yeah, and what was the... the, It was, like, 20-something thousand US dollars. Like, you want (laughs) to hope that he makes that money back on that video, like, somehow, for a sponsorship or something. And it's not easy to do that. Like, I think... Timing like, tend to have a limit of three hundred dollars at a time. And, yeah, I think he would. Yeah. I think he had to use um, gift cards or something. Like he just yep. had to keep constantly <laughs> the worst, <laughs> just the worst. <laughs> and he couldn't buy them from game shops. He had to go to like um, hardware stores that sold yeah, gift cards and, and they didn't and have shit. rules on yeah them because of all the scammers and different things that are out there. I reckon every time he probably went into the store and bought like five. $300, you know, Nintendo cards. They were like, did somebody call you and ask you to pay your IRS bill in this? Like, you know. <laughs> Filming a YouTube video. Yeah. Did you say, did you say at the start, did you guys, did you say you have GameStop over there? No, we have no, we Indie have Games, which is game. like GameStop's is, um... US. Did you yeah, uh, GameStop um... bought EB Games a long time ago in the US. Did you get on that when the the share price went mental and everyone was, do you remember that fiasco? Was it last year or? Yeah. So that was um, the the Reddit um, community manipulating the share price, sending all the um, hedge fund managers down. That was amazing. That was amazing, wasn't it? (laughs) Apparently they've, um, they've recorded a profit or something like that for the first time in ages, I believe. Game stalls. Yeah. Yeah. Silver hands, yeah. diamond hands, and all that. But they've apparently yeah. like fired a shitload of middle management and stuff. Like they've they've cut a fair bit of fat from the company. So. On on GameStop, I actually do have some news. I know we have a news segment, but I just wanted to bring this up up quickly while we're talking about GameStop. So, um, GameStop in Germany is actually shutting down. Um, I got some photos of a collector this week showing me like his final clearance sales of games that he's buying, and yeah, GameStop's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're leaving Germany, like completely going out of the country. That's pretty crazy. crazy. I didn't even know they were in Europe at all. I thought that was a US thing. Oh. Well, I mean, we all know that physical games and stuff, even from shops, new ones are getting the slimmer and slimmer. Like all mm. the all the aisles of games are becoming like you, you think... said, Vigzy. Toys, you know, there's toys in there. So... Do you think this will be the last? Do you think this will be the last generation of physical? physical games i think um physical gaming is going to be like pc gaming so you can go into a game shop and they'll still have a pc section but most of it doesn't even have discs it's download codes Mm. Uh, if you pre-order you can get the collector's edition which comes with a download code you can get collector's editions for pc that's exactly the same as ps4 and xbox one 
Like that's just how it is. You know, Steam is how people play PC, and it's mm. it's just generally accepted in the community. I, I feel that um, video games are going the same. It's been going this way for a long time with manuals getting removed and you know it, Even, games not actually being on the disc and different things like that. Like if it was up to Sony and Xbox, they wouldn't be producing physical hardware. 100%. Even movie media and stuff these days, like any of our large retailers, like ones that we have that you could compare to Walmart in America or um, Tesco's or whatever you have in the UK. I think that's a grocery shop, so I'm an idiot. Um, but basically all those places have just stands at the end of the aisle that have maybe a major movie that's come out and then there's just there's no movies in the store at all other than one yeah. stand or two with new releases yeah, on it. Yeah, you're just, right. Yeah. And you ask the employees and they're like, yeah, we're getting rid of DVDs. No one buys them anymore. <laughs> yeah, and Blu-rays as well. I guess no one's buying Blu-rays, really, are they? Like UHD is sort of a dead, dead media as well. Because oh man, the, yeah, that didn't. Yeah, the physical 4K yeah. media. You know, there's only a really small population that's actually buying this stuff to, that is keeping it alive. And kudos to but, them. I mean, that, they did. Yeah. Yeah. They did shoot themselves in the foot like with the UHD stuff where like I had an issue recently where I just wanted to play uh, UHD movies that I bought in a store uh, on a PC using a, uh, a Blu-ray HD drive. And because of the CPU that was in the computer, it wouldn't decode them because of the security that's built into them. So like you, you can't even play them on a computer anymore like you could with a Blu-ray. So I was just like, this is why they're dying. You just... And you own this. Like it's not... Yeah, a, I, yeah it's, it's mine. I want to play own. it on a computer. <laughs> just but if you think it. about... You know, music enthusiasts and, you know, vinyl outsold, I think, CD, didn't it, for the first time? For the first yeah, time in, like, bad. 20 years. You know, that, yeah. and that, so that's, like, a whole generation, you know, almost like a 20-year shift. And, yeah. um, you know, I mean, you never know, but I, I'm, I think I agree it tends to be kind of, they, they want to sort of fade it out, it seems. But Hey, gentlemen, anyway. on this podcast, we've got a few different segments. And one of those segments is a quiz. So it's time to play Bigsy's Quiz. Cringe. John, have you seen our quiz show before? I have, yeah. Would you like to go first or second? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's go. I'll go first. All right. So thanks again to Pavel for providing the answers to this quiz. So there will be eight questions for each. And you'll get one point for answering a correct answer, and you'll get one point for successfully answering um, an incorrect answer that the other person answers, and you get it correct. Um, Pavel has, again, provided all the questions. Um, he's done Thanks a good job. So, yeah, let's get into this. And I um, just want to give a big shout-out to Joe Rad for, once again, being the editor on the show. Uh, you do an awesome job, Joe, so I couldn't do this without you. Appreciate it. All right, guys, question number one. This one's for you, John. What is the name of this second generation of video game consoles? Is it the Fairfield Child F, the Intellivision, the Magavox Odyssey 2, or the ColecoVision? Jesus. Wow. I'm going to say, I don't know. I recognize those little paddle things. I'm intrigued by that. Is that like a dial-up? Where it dials up into a phone number and downloads a game somehow. Like, <laughs> that, what the fuck is that thing? No, I'm going to go with Intellivision. Intellivision is correct. 
Wow. I recognise some of those games. That's why yeah. on the background. I've got Intellivision lives on the PS2. Wait, right? it literally says it. it literally says Intellivision on the um that, that was the answer yeah. screen. We it changed when um, Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm I recognise some of those games in the background from the yeah. PS2 compilation disc. Because it, it looks like like a seventies uh Oh uh, yeah, the, the Intellivision collection. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. All right, Andy, this one's for you. Oh, how many AA batteries are required to play on the WandaSwan color handheld console? <laughs> Can you show me Is a picture it of it? One, two, three, or four? Uh, going off the physical size of that, I'm going to say that would use... And you said double A's? Double A batteries. Ones? Does it take one, two, three, or four? It won't take one. It will probably take two. Unfortunately, that's incorrect. I will hand this oh. one over to John for the steal. <laughs> I mean, pure guess, but I'll say three sounds pretty good. I'll go with three. Mm. The answer we were looking for was one. What? One double yeah. battery. Oh, wow. It's okay. tiny. <laughs> yeah. It's a really cool device. 2000, so like that would have been before the Game Boy Color. Is that like a little RPG player thing, basically? Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. All right, just going into round two, John has the lead. One of Andy is still yet to score. John, your next question. I'm going to show you a video game company's old logo, and you have to tell me what video game company that is. <laughs> choke, 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 choke. I mean, hey, what? I'm going to go with, I don't. Can't say I'm that familiar with it. I'm gonna go with Sierra. Nope. Incorrect. Can I go? Yeah, Andy, you can have this one for the steal. It's Locus Arts, baby. Woo! Yeah! Sorry. Sierra was a close guess, though. You're very, very similar companies. Yeah. All right, Andy. What? PS3 Collector's Edition includes this three-channel twin-engine remote-controlled aircraft. Uh, we, I'm looking for the title of the game. Oh, okay. Um, Black Ops 3. <laughs> Incorrect. I will hand this one over to John for the steal. No, but this I is a PS3 collector's edition. <laughs> um, nothing. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking like a Tom Clancy game, but I don't. I, I can't. No, I wouldn't know. Is it a, uh, one of the Splinter Cells? I don't know. The answer was Tom Clancy Splinter Cell. Congratulations, Joe. <laughs> when you said Tom Tom Clancy, I'm like, oh, I hope you go there. I hope you go there. <laughs> that was the Blacklist Padlin Aircraft Edition. And I believe that's like a six or seven hundred dollar collector's edition. It's wow. Absolutely right. massive. Yeah. So moving into round three. John has a lead of two over Andy with one. Anyone can still win this, guys. All right, John, next question for you. Uh, I'm going to show you an alternative cover for a PS3 title, and you have to tell me what that game is. 
No idea. Um, no, I don't. I can't. Um, let's go with Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 2 is incorrect. I will hand this one over to Andy for the steal. Um, is it the game that you run around hitting each other? Like it's like a... It's like Counter-Strike, but with medieval. I don't know. Um... Is it dark? <laughs> is it Dark Souls? It is not Dark Souls. So the answer we were looking for was Knight's Contract. Oh, and I have that too. That'd be the Knights were signing thing. contracts in the in the picture. Oh. All right, Andy, I'm going to now show you an alternative cover. So this game is on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. <laughs> However, it's PAL exclusive. It's not available in America. Uh, oh, Warcraft. <coughs> no, Warcraft? not Warcraft. <laughs> I'll hand this one over to John for the steal. So, John, this was a PS3 and an Xbox 360 PAL exclusive title. Um... I'm going to go with God of War. Not God of War. The title we were looking for was Of Orcs and Men. No idea. (laughs) I don't even know that game. No, me neither. All right, we will move into round four. Moving into round four, John still has a lead of two. Andy has one. Anyone can still win this, guys. Uh, So next question's for you, John. What insect was hidden on the cover of Rule of Rose. I'm going to show you the cover, and there's a hidden insect where that box Uh. is. That's one of the Holy Grails. The Holy Grail. PS2 Holy Grail, anyway. um, Should know this, shouldn't we? I'm going to go with a beetle. It is not a beetle. Andy, for one point, what is the is it, insect hidden in, uh, in this image? Is it, a, is it a spider? It is not a spider. We were looking hmm. for a butterfly. Uh, yeah. All right, Andy, your final question. So there was an advertising campaign for the PlayStation All-Stars Island mobile game. Coca-Cola has released branded cans with characters of the game. Uh, I'm going to show you one of the characters. You have to um, name any of the two remaining characters or video games that they were from. Uh, That's from... um... We've got Uncharted. You have to name any of the two other ones. Oh, wow. Okay. But that, that looks like a North American thing. I'd have no idea because it's not. I've never seen those cans before. That's like a, a hard question for me to answer. Um, I'm just gonna guess, and because if, if the first one there is like a Sony exclusive, is one of them uh, a Tomb Raider game, and then there's the other one, uh, The Last of Us. Incorrect on 
both of them. Uh, John, if you want to have a steal, you can enter two games. And I'll give you half a point for each one. So these are PS3 exclusives? Uh, no, they were part of an advertising campaign for the PlayStation All-Stars mobile game. So Uncharted was one of the characters. Uh, what were the other two characters or what video games were they from? Um, let's go with Assassin's Creed and Fallout. Incorrect. So we were looking for Kate from Gravity Rush or Cole McGrath oh, from Infamous. Infamous, okay. yeah. Hmm. So guys, <laughs> that concludes that. this week's Figsy's quiz. And on his first time on the show, John takes out the win. Congratulations, John. Well, well done, John. <laughs> Some tough questions, so real, really good. Wow, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I've not heard of those two PlayStation alternative cover games. Not even heard of those games. No. Yeah, that, that was that was a tough question, that one. But um, not an easy quiz. <laughs> That's for sure. And thanks for playing Figsy's quiz, guys. So, John, let's talk about this um, YouTube channel, in particular that collection behind you. Be on reverse. Okay, yeah. So the yeah the YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel started kind of when I started doing this whole collection thing, really. Um, probably a little bit afterwards, actually, to be fair. But no, and I just thought, you know, I'll just go out, kind of share what I'm doing, um, and kind of see where it goes. So the whole influence behind it, you know, we were talking just before, just before we went on air. One of the channels I used to watch was a guy called retro rick he's a massive us video game collector yeah. he doesn't just do video games it's loads of old toys school kind of stuff. retro toys yeah, and that he, sort he of thing a, I'm not... he owns a shop now yeah yeah that's yeah, crazy me, isn't it me and figs watch him occasionally yeah so it, it kind of and one of particular series he done was like a 10 dollar nintendo 64 collection i think or it was a nintendo a 10 dollar video game collection anyway where basically he would buy, um, he started off with $10, he would buy something, but it was all video game or DVD media related. Um, yeah. And he would flip it on, and that was the whole thing. So I basically, I didn't own, I thought I'll do a, I'll do a similar one. I never owned an Xbox 360, and um, so I thought I'll go with that, because it is stuff that you still see, fairly common out and about, you know, the games for Xbox 360 are out and about. Yeah. So I thought I'll do a similar thing. So I started with 10 pounds, 10 English pounds, and then basically done the same thing. But mine's a little bit different in the fact that I don't just flip video games. I'll buy and sell anything. And um, the whole thing has literally logged. So I think it started off with like a pair of trainers. Um, Wow. And then it just sort of flipped on from that. Yeah. I spent maybe five pounds. They sold for 30. And then it just, you know what I mean? I, I'm real meticulous. The whole thing is even, it's like an Excel sheet. And it's, I mean, some people are really, they, they like the Excel sheet more than, you know, me actually going out and flipping stuff. So we're <laughs> using the profits. We're using the profits from the sale of all the random stuff to buy games. Yeah. So questions? basically that's yep. essentially okay. it. So, you know, yep. and this now, 
this whole collection behind me, including a really nice, we've got an Xbox 360S, which is a lovely, lovely machine. Mm. And all of these games, um, which started with a tenor. So the whole yeah. thing. And I, and I kind of think nowadays, unless you're, you know, very, very wealthy, this this collect this hobby this you know game collecting and you know video game collecting you almost need to do a little bit of like flipping and that to get to get through it because yeah. no one wants to go out and spend you know 200 quid in a video game and or you know sometimes a game that they're not ever going to play or it's just going to sit on a shelf yeah whereas you can make that a lot a little bit easier if you do you know if you kind of flip stuff so that's kind of where the channel started. And now I've kind of started doing a little bit more, you know, I'll just share my own thoughts on stuff. I'll just, you know, show my, you know, these are my top six games for PS2 or these are my, you know, the reason I collect and, and blah, blah, blah. So it isn't just about flipping and, you know, and it's kind of gone from there and I'm really enjoying it. I've, I've found some amazing, I've met some amazing people, you know, number mm-hmm. one. Um, and, yeah, it's been a great community. I've got, you know, people... I posted on Instagram about a month ago. You know, my next thing I want to start building up is a PSP collection. I never owned a PSP, and I thought, I really mm. want a PSP. And some guy just reached out, and he was like, yeah, I've got I've got three of them. I'll, I'll send you one. And he just sent me one. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like dude, man, that's awesome. come on, man. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do that. Obviously... I, I had some other bits that he wanted, so we were cool. We managed to I had some Silent Hill stuff that she needed, so we were able to kind of do a little trade. But it was the fact that it kind of just out of nowhere, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, so met some amazing people, and I think, you know, YouTube certainly helped that. John, do you believe that some people ever just flip things not for... <laughs> Not, not, I'm not saying profit, but like people that obviously collect video games and then sell video games on the side to to fund buying more video games. Do you sometimes think that some people do that just for like satisfaction of going out and hunting for cheap games and selling them more than just you know doing it to make money to buy more games? Yeah, yeah, sense. absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, like I said at the earlier on, I mean, I love the hunt. I love it. Yeah, I, that's you get a kick much. out of that. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday. I found um, it's not a big hitter by any means, actually. But this was yesterday. We were in town. It was me, my wife, and my youngest daughter. And um, there's like a little flea marketplace. And just before that, there was a charity shop. And I was like, oh, they were in like I think a, like a super drug store. And I just popped in the charity shop next door. And this is this is what I'm talking about. Brand new, oh, wow. absolutely Ooh. brand new and sealed. That's cool. Modern Warfare Two for a yeah. fiver, and I'm like, yeah. When when do you find stuff like that? So you know what I mean. You just it's little things like that. You just sort of think, you know, woohoo! I don't need it. I've got it on all the other consoles, but not sealed like that. You know, Jesus. So, so have the you American version of sealed Xbox 360 games. Some of them are going for thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, check that one out, John. Definitely. <laughs> But do you know if you're going to flip it or keep it yet, John? I'll keep that for a while. I mean, there's no, I've got no, no reason to flip that just yet. I mean, I'll yeah. keep hold of it. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we have this thing where people grade stuff. Do you have yep. that over there? 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a worldwide thing. There's only you know, card I mean, grading companies like in Australia. Games. I've got graded cards. I collect sports yeah. cards. I've got graded cards, but they actually grade video games. And I can understand it for stuff like you know an old Nintendo boxed you know Mario or something like that. But I mean, I've seen stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? PlayStation, Xbox graded sealed games. Yeah, there isn't any um, Sorry, Andy. So we had get the Greg on here a month or two ago, and he actually explained a lot about what you were just about to say, where you understand why people get really old boxed games uh, evaluated, yeah. but you don't understand why people are getting brand new stuff. And I think he he basically explained it in a pretty good way that I can't explain as to why it's probably better to buy the older ones and you know mm. try and get new stuff graded. So because condition, I guess, in, in is everything. Australia, we've got um, card grading companies, but the yeah. only PAL grading companies I'm aware of are in Spain, the UK, and I believe Germany. Right. And then there's multiple in North America. So Australia haven't got their own grading companies at this stage. And I think that's got part to do with why a lot of Aussies probably won't grade their games because yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to pay import fees for anything over $1,000. So if you're sending an expensive game overseas... And you, you're going to pay a lot of money in customs to get this graded game. Well, back. you also like don't know if customs is going to rip it open and completely fuck your game, which was yeah, like what they the do all thing. the they do that all the time. They open up sealed games, so you know you try and send your mint copy of Mario sixty four over there, and they oh, take a, a box that. cutter to it. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. You know, we had a big delay um, during COVID. Everyone went crazy for grading cards, for getting trading cards graded. I mean, it yeah. was going mental. I mean, I had a load and I'd sent a load away because you're kind of at home. We were stuck indoors. I was like, oh, I'll go through a load of my cards. And actually, some of these could probably do with being graded. So I sent a load off. We have some UK companies. The turnaround was really quick in the UK, but the then the then value afterwards wasn't as much as what you get if you like the American PSA and stuff like that. So I sent some cards off to PSA. Yeah, and they, it took like, I think it was 18 months before I got them back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'd almost forgotten about them at one stage. You just write them off. But no, they... I know today the wait time's a lot less, but... Yeah. Like, if if you look at the values, if you want to get maximum value, you send your cards to Beckett or PSA. PSA, you got to do it. Even even if you get a 10, it's, you know, it mightn't be worth as much as a 9 PSA Mm, just because people want the unity in their collection and things like that. Figsy, we have a... We do have a... Uh, card grading company here in Australia, don't we? But not games, yeah. obviously, like you said. Yeah, but you were saying, I think, one day to me that um, if you are an Australian collector of, say, basketball ga- uh, cards, you're probably better off to send them overseas to get them graded yeah. compared to if you got them graded here in Australia because I guess the authority of... It, it depends on the reputation, I guess, on the authority of, mm. that's that's um, grading them. Is that true? I can't speak for all Aussies, but I, I know the Aussies that I talk to in the grading scene, uh, to avoid this, they'll just buy graded cards. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll they'll happily spend a little bit more to get the graded cards so they don't have to go through the worry of having to send it overseas, having to worry about two lots of shippings, you know, four different lots of customs looking at your package and different <laughs> things like this. But there is that big risk, so... um. A lot of collectors I know will just buy graded cards. And it's, yeah. yeah. It's as simple as that. Yep. Hey, um, 
Guys, we do have a few more segments on this um, podcast. And one of those segments is homework. And this hey. week's homework question was actually given to us from Andy. Andy asks, bring three games that you used to own and you played and loved as a kid that have not aged well today. <laughs> I love the thumbnail. <laughs> Andy, do you want to start with this one being your question? Yeah, I do. Uh, the first game that I remember uh, playing a lot as a kid, and it was one of those things where your parents, when you're a kid, sometimes some parents didn't really believe in buying video games, but you could rent them. And I think I rented this game so many times that my parents probably could have bought it for me 10 times over. Um, the game is Courier Crisis. Um, and basically it's a, a game where you just ride around on a push bike uh, delivering packages and getting dogs chasing after you, kicking people and stuff. And when you go back and try, I remember playing it as a kid and just thinking that it was the, the best game ever. Um, the graphics were amazing and you, you just don't really think about like the physics of the game. Trying to play it uh, over the last year, it's absolutely dog shit. Um, <laughs> you, try and, you try and turn around a corner and the, the, the bike doesn't turn properly and you run into walls and it's just absolutely horrible so if you do want to play a pretty bad game but also a good game at the same time it's um it's career crisis <laughs> uh the next next game that's probably going to annoy some people is driver for the Ooh. playstation uh one so i remember playing this as a kid and like loving it and thinking that it was like not a a bad game but then when you pick it up as a as an adult and you try and play it and you realize that there's a tutorial level at the start uh that sucks like the tutorial level of this game is absolutely bullshit it's the worst thing ever like trying to trying to do all the stuff in that car park at the start is yeah so that's um it's a good game if you get past the tutorial it's a good game if you get past the tutorial but um like the tutorial is what just didn't age well like it's yeah i don't understand why and then um one that's really going to annoy some people is um one it's a game that's in a aftermarket uh case so not a genuine case that's going to annoy people um but Ooh. goldeneye goldeneye uh you know like goldeneye when you try and play it now on a 64 you realize just how bad the controlling scheme is because you're not really used to playing that way with that stick anymore and you realize that the frames per second is terrible. Like when there's an explosion happening on screen, you're, uh, 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 uh. Um, it's still a great game, but I don't think it's aged well. And the remark, like the, the remaster, but the re-release on the Xbox was pretty good because it's a lot more playable, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's plays like dog shit now, you know, 24 <laughs> years later. So that's my three games for my homework. John, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so I, my three are, yeah. Um, I mean, before I start, a lot of the games I played when I was a kid would have been on things like Spectrums, Commodores and stuff like that, which in a weird kind of way, I do still have a bit of a, there's a bit of a, one of the goals I think of this year is probably to get one of those really, really old, you know, either Spectrum or Commodore 64. I'll probably never play it. 
it'd be one of those things to just have a nice little collection of. But anyway, so I haven't gone that far back because mm-hmm. um, I don't own them yet. But I have gone. There's two Mega Drive and then one PlayStation One. So I'll start with start with the PlayStation. Uh, sorry, I'll start with the Mega Drive. So this one is only a car only, but it's called Arnold Palmer's Golf. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Love the now, Wow. I remember playing this. Me and a mate of mine, we would put hours into this game. You know, we we dedicated a long, a lot of our lives into this game. And I think we even went round like, com- like we we'd like holding. I think we hold holding one every par three. There was these weird little challenges that we had in our heads that we had to do. You know, and and we we'd become like masters at this. And I. And I so I was really happy when I got this. I thought, yes, I'm going <laughs> to... And Jesus Christ. I mean, I'll put it in. There's music. <laughs> music that you can't turn off. So you're playing yeah. golf with this, like, 8-bit music constantly, <laughs> all the time, <laughs> as you're playing. Yeah. Uh, the controls are horrendous. It's, yeah, it's one of those ones, the power bar, push up, get to the top, bottom. That's about it. Um, Moving left to right. No. Yeah, any slight... <laughs> deviation of that and you know your ball's out of bounds forget it but yeah so that's the first one john i'm sorry to interject but all i'm thinking of right now is the simpsons and that lee cavello's putting challenge like that's that's lee cavello's putting challenge like do you want to play again very similar exactly yeah Yeah. wow so there we go that's number one unfortunately i don't have it on case but yeah arnold palmer's tournament golf there you go um next one now I love this franchise. I absolutely love this franchise. Okay. But this is the first, the earliest one of it that I've got. There's far better versions of it now. Um, but, and I remember playing it in the arcade. So that's where I started playing it. Probably, I mean, yeah, it's got to be, well, yeah, I know, I know it's very early 90s. But anyway. And it, it does pain me to put this up because I do love these games, but just this one isn't the best one. NBA Jam, ah, Mega Drive. Okay, yeah. brilliant, brilliant games. Okay, mm. but if if you've played any of the newer ones, the PS3 version's brilliant. Okay, it's mint. PS3 yeah. NBA Jam is really really good. Um, even the PS2 version is really really good. Um, but this is, I mean, this is I suppose. The closest one to the sort of arcade, you know, with the with the SNES equivalent. But yeah, again, once you've played the other ones, you play this. It's very much, yeah. It's it's not as, it's not as good, but I love it anyway. NBA Jam, there, it had to go in my collection, but unfortunately, was it a, was it a graphical? Like, was the the issue with that for you? Was it a graphical downgrade, or yeah. it, do you think the controls not being the same as the? Well, yeah, they're obviously you're limited, aren't you? You know yeah. what you can do with you know just three buttons as opposed to you know, but no, it it, it just sort of it lost its love a little bit. Um, it's one of those things. The nostalgia was much better than what actually when you actually go back and play it again. <laughs> Almost it, better if you don't play it. Yeah, it just left it. It leads me. Um, it leads me to wonder because I remember uh, the controversy about the AI in that game and the arcade machines. How apparently it was rigged to steal your coins and just make you keep dumping money into oh, machines. Really? I, want, I wonder if they like changed the code in the, the home console version so it doesn't like didn't do that to you because obviously Maybe, yeah. Care. Was as addictive yeah. or something. I don't know. No. 
So anyway, so there's those two. Mega Drive. I mean, a lot of memories. Don't you know? A lot, a lot of memories playing both of them, but unfortunately, yeah. it didn't hold up. And then the third one. I don't know how I can even put this one up. I'm a little bit nervous about showing this because, again, it's an amazing franchise and I love it. I love it. But the reason is because I'm playing a very, very good newer version of it at the moment. Okay. Yeah. And that is this is the earliest version, I think, of the game. Someone probably be able to correct me if this is wrong. But Tomb Raider PlayStation <laughs> 1. Yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing trying, because out of every single yeah. game, I've got it in my oh, phone. Oh, no. I'm glad we're on the same page. But yeah, exactly what Andy said. Yeah. You can't. It's ridiculous. It gave me a yeah. headache. It yeah, absolutely the tri- the gave me a headache. The titties and then just like, yeah. you know. And like yeah. the water and like the cliffs and that. I, I, I couldn't see what I was doing. So anyway, but... And, the, and I'm playing currently Rise of the Tomb Raider on Xbox One, which is amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely incredible. So to go from that to then put this back in. I know, I know, you know, they all got to start somewhere, right? But um, unfortunately, that's the third one. Because so. correct me if I'm wrong, and I think you said this the other day, Figzy, that that game is the first game on the PS1 that utilizes the dual, uh, uses the analog sticks. Yeah, so it was the first PS1 game that had analog sticks control. So, yeah. you know, first to use a certain technology, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad. They were trying to work <laughs> exactly, it out. Yeah. But at the time, really? it was groundbreaking. And, yeah. you know, I remember set- completing it. We, we, we got stuck and we ended up buying the, um, we bought one of the walkthroughs, you know, like you could buy the guides and that. Actually, I think it wasn't. I think it was in like a PlayStation magazine or something. They had a guide. And I remember going through it all, and that's how we yeah. ended up completing it. And it was a real sense of, like, you know what I mean? Really happy to finish it, but, yeah, it, it's, you know. It's I, I, guess we're all, um, I guess we're all different ages and stuff, and we were at different parts of our lives when that game came out. But I can sort of remember uh, maybe primary school when that game came out, and kids and stuff on the, the playgrounds telling you that you could type in a certain code to see a topless and then you'd go home and try it and be so disappointed that it didn't work like it's just bullshit and you know the easter egg they put in the second one yeah i think um, they made that code work but if you put it in lara croft blew up yeah (laughs) (laughs) because that was the thing like kids were like yeah you can see a topless and you go home and try and type a code and then nothing would happen yeah well, guys, that's a good segment to my three. Obviously, the first one I picked was Tomb Raider <laughs> for all the reasons that John said. Hey, and I was I was on the edge. I'm like, this is kind of a game that's a bit controversial to pick, you know, but it really doesn't hold up today. No. Mm. Um, but what got me thinking of this topic, I was um, I was around Andy's place a couple of well, last week and um, Andy's like, you want to play a video game? So, of course, I picked out one of my favorite games from my childhood. And unfortunately, it was not what I expected. It was, it was a very like unpolished game, and it yeah. was not what I had in my head. And that was um, Vigilant Eight: Second Offense. Uh, I love this as a kid, but it definitely doesn't hold up. Especially yeah. multiplayer. Multiplayer is terrible. Oh, <laughs> it literally felt like um, I was just moving a car around and around in circles, chasing you, trying to shoot you for like twenty minutes. 
Yeah. Literally Basically. just like it, it, it took yeah. I think it took twenty minutes to have our to one kill, on one match. Yeah, to, to kill each other and you're just going around and around in circles with pixels on the on the screen, you can hardly make out what's going on and it's just it was trash. Like yeah, it's trash. Meanwhile, if you go back like five, ten podcast episodes, I'm like, Yeah, this is a hidden gem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it. And you when I bought it like a couple of months ago, you were like, Yo, are you gonna love that man? We're gonna go play it together and then yeah, it's just rat shit. <laughs> As a single player is still pretty fun. You can have multiple yeah. vehicles, but if it's just multiplayer, you're only able to have two people in the. I think it's a split. <laughs> like I was saying, I think it's because it's split screen like that and not like that, and your viewing angle is so limited, you can never see where the person is. So you're just constantly driving around in circles trying to find them. Oh, well, my third one's actually a PS2 game, and again, this one might be a little bit controversial. It's probably. The most popular franchise in the world, and that is Grand Theft Auto 3. No. Um, first open world Grand Theft Auto game, and if you look at it today, it really doesn't hold up graphic wise, especially comparing it to like Vice City and San Andreas, because you can go back and play them today, and you're like, this is exactly as I remember. Mm. But going back to GTA 3, you're really like, oh, this is an old game, and oh, yeah. it's. You go, Look, every building looks the same and you can't go in them. And, you know, that's all, most every second car looks the same on the road. And... That's one of my favorite games of all time. Like, pretty much, it's, it's uh, yeah. But, I mean, I'm insulted about what you're saying, but I also understand exactly what you're saying. Like, there's no motorbikes, there's no swimming physics, there's no nothing. It's Rockstar's first attempt at a 3D Grand Theft Auto. It's almost better it is, it is to not it play it because your memories of it are going to be better than if you. It will, yeah. You're better off just playing San Andreas straight away. Yeah. Or, but or again, like you know, like the Tomb Raider thing, that that game. I mean, it's it's sort of revolutionised that whole. All these shit games that we think are shit now yeah. are games that we wouldn't have these great no. versions that play now if it wasn't yeah. for those shitty old ones mm-hmm. that, you know, don't play. The First game open world game. First game yeah. that uses dual yeah. shock controllers. One of my yeah. favourite. Actually, I've got like a double pack. One of my favourite double packs is a Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. Yeah. Um, it's, it's For the original really nice... Xbox? No, on PlayStation yeah. 2. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, wow. there, that one. And it's got the real nice cover art, and it? It's like the different different sleeves. Yeah, it, really um, nice. Yeah, it flips out. And, um, wow, it's nice. It's a nice nice box set, yeah. But like you say, just play the Vice City one. Don't, don't bother with it. And like other people said, I think some people said in chat, like the character in it is just, he never talks. So he, there's no real, you know, connection you get to the character and yeah. But if you go back to when that came out and you played that in 2001, you were going amazing. telling everyone about this yeah, yeah, groundbreaking yeah. new game that's unlike anything on the market. You people's heads off and, you know, pick up prostitutes and then kill them and get your money back. It's fucking amazing. But, Especially you know. going from you know, the top down prior to that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was actually about to put that Grand Theft Auto 1 in this list because um, I played that recently, um, but I didn't. But it's, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, you know, without that first game that that company made, we wouldn't have GTA 5 and now 6 soon when it finally Hey, guys, I was watching a, um, a Phoenix resale video this week. He's a big YouTuber. I'm sure you guys all know him. And I seen what looks like one of our viewers on Phoenix Resale's channel. So um, check this clip out, guys.
version of Dusk Diver 2. How come you picked up so many copies of this game? I was selling them for like 50. I okay. Them for like 30. Okay. Like a $10 quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. It slowed down, so. Raging Loop. I think I have had this game before. Oh, this is one that I... <laughs> So if you do watch the podcast, let us know in the comments. That's really awesome to see Amari's in the wild like that. Uh, <laughs> well, we should see them soon, shouldn't we, Figsy? It comes out here. Yeah, Amari came out last week, I think. So um, yeah. I haven't been into a game shop for a week or so. So nah, maybe they're on the shelves or maybe like we've been talking, they're just, you know, games are disappearing these days, new releases. I think they're in the bargain bin already. <laughs> Guys, have you picked up anything recently? Yes. What about you, John? Apart from your Mega Drive games and stuff. Um, yeah, or stuff for the collection or stuff for yeah, the play. Yeah, either of Yeah, I had a little... Uh, like I said, I got that Modern Warfare 2 sealed yesterday, which was lovely. Um, I got a whole stack of PS2 the other day. Uh, actually, I got one, which... I don't know if it's... I think... I'm pretty certain you guys have it. I'll just grab it. Well, I'm... I'm quite... I quite like the sort of 80s um, stuff. 80s theme things at the minute. And so I picked up this the other day. Ooh. Oh, wow. Miami Vice. Now... I love the artwork. I don't yeah. know if that is POW exclusive. Because when I post it on Instagram... Um, some people were commenting like, you know, they'd never seen it. And, um, I've definitely never seen that before. I've, yeah. I've seen it, but I, I don't own it. It's a game that's got like, like the original, game. the original Miami Vice, you know, theme and all that. So, so yeah. is, it, is it like a um, retro city rampage? Yeah, yeah it's like a Grand Theft Auto clone again, you know, like okay, this is what wow. we're talking about, you know. We were just mentioning then without Grand Theft Auto 3, you wouldn't have any things like this. Yeah, you know, wouldn't, Scarface wouldn't like... and there's so many. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was, yeah, I got right. that the other day. Scarface, Godfather, those two, like, you know, absolutely essential sort of games. But no, yeah, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always out on the hunt. I picked up um, some lot, what you know, like shelf fillers and stuff like that mm. um, the other day. But in terms of things we're playing at the minute, we're, I'm, I'm playing. Uh, Xbox One actually is what we're playing. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider on that, and then in here in the sort of the gaming room, um, which is when I sort of have a bit. Of, if I have a bit of time to myself and I'm hanging out in the office, I'm actually playing a game called Alan Wake. I, I mean, you, you guys, yeah, a bit of it. it. Yeah, and, um, it's on PS4, yeah. but it's an Xbox 360 game. Originally. Yeah, yeah, I think they yeah. did a remaster on it's PS4. Really good yeah. story. Really good story. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a really yeah. good story. It's a little bit clunky control wise, but I, I, I quite like it. You know, the, the sort of story behind it. It sounds pretty I'm cool. I'm guessing you haven't finished it yet. Isn't no, no. I'm on about episode four, I think, at the minute. So, uh, yeah. So, basically, at the end of the game... Um, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, but don't waste your time. Yeah. But, but are you playing the remastered version? Or are you playing the No, 360? I'm playing OG uh, yes, 360, 360 version. Mm. It was on the PC as well, I believe. But I don't... I might be wrong, but I believe it was a 360 game and a PC game. and But it was never a PlayStation game. Maybe I may be wrong, but yeah. Oh, okay. But it is now, yeah. right? PS4 done it. Yeah, the, re the yeah. remastered version is on okay. PS5, PS4, and uh, yeah. 
Um, but if you like uh, Alan Wake, that means you'd probably like the Life is Strange games. You've ever, ever no, yeah, I'll, I'll keep meaning to get on them. I haven't, I've not played They're them. They're really no. good too. Same sort of thing okay. where everything has a sort of consequence. The game I finished recently, and I'm a bit late to the party, was The Last of Us games. Um, yeah. So the first one and then the second one, which absolutely blew my head off. I mean, they, they were insane. And then on the back of that, on the PS4, I started playing Death Stranding. Yep. Ooh, yeah. um, Walk, walking Simulator, yeah. It, like, I ain't Amazon, really enjoyed that one. Though. Apocalyptic Amazon Delivery Driver Simulator. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is, Walking Simulator. Yeah. Bit, <laughs> but I mean, in terms of... Because I thought, when I sort of finished The Last of Us 2, yeah. I had this kind of like... I thought, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to find that again. Because I, I, I I'm a bit of a fanboy when it comes to that. I really, really loved it. Yeah. And I, it was sort of like the come down. I was like, I need to play someone else. And then I whacked Death Stranding in. And I mean, Jesus Christ, the intro on that was unbelievable. That just completely got me again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, it, it, that is a, that's a late at night, headphones on. Do you know what I mean? No one else around sort of thing. But yeah, that, that, that's, um, so slowly playing through that. So those three titles are what we've sort of got on at the minute. Um, yeah. It's kind of a shame that it's bombing so hard on the, uh, on the, PC at the moment, the port that they made of The Last of Us Part One for the PC is is not good. It's um, oh, is it? oh, yeah, no. oh, it's got a lot of. It problems. got released in a really bad state. There's no yeah. excuse for that because it's a ten year old um, game. So just hold off, wait till it's polished, and then release. Yeah, it. there's eleven thousand reviews on Steam, and I'm pretty sure most of them are negative. It's uh, yeah. yeah, like you load the game up and it has to pre uh, make the shaders, and apparently people reckon it's taking about an hour at times to just make these shaders before you can actually play the game. So, yeah, pretty bad. Like, they'll get to a point where they'll patch it and it'll be fine. But, like, oh, the initial yeah. release of The Last of Us on PC is going to be renowned as a poor release. And it, a lot yeah. of people's first experiences is going to be bad to an amazing Oh, you say, game. yeah, no excuse. It's, 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 you know, it's all done, isn't it? Like you say. And, I mean, they didn't they didn't screw up, like, uh, the God of War, because God of War on the PC, is, it was an amazing port. And then uh, Returnal and stuff recently got ported over the PC, and they've done, like, amazing jobs on that. But I don't know if maybe Sony didn't have any sort of um, uh, hand in this release of the PC and, like, saw if it was any good or not. But, yeah. I can all put it down to just it being rushed. Yeah. Surely, if you're releasing a game in a broken state, you're aware of that. Like Yeah. You know, it's going to come down to the last of us is the most trending show on TV right now. We need to release it this month. That's what I thought. Jumped on the show trending. Do you know what I mean? That that. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Andy, what have you picked up recently? Oh, let me go down to... Okay. Um, So, I have three recent pickups. And the first one is... Deer Hunter Reloaded for the PS4. It's shovelware. So basically it's a game where you just walk around shooting deer. Quite hard to get. Is it based on the film then, The Deer Hunter? That would have been all right. But... Possibly. Um, is it hard to get, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. It's quite hard to find. The Australian version anyway. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I just I just picked it up because it was... Um, it says $28 there, but I believe it was, it was less than that because I wouldn't have paid $28 for this. Um, so that's... That's the PS4 game I got. And then this I've been trying to find 
for the last, I'd say two years. And every single time I find it in a shop, the discs on it is always completely screwed. And I don't know why, but it's this game in particular, every time I've tried to pick up this copy, the discs have been completely fucked. Um, this copy is really good and has the manual. So it's a weird title. The, the yellow case. Yeah. Me, yeah, I've been um, after this for so I've been after this for so long. Um, no, I'm actually aware of that. I remember sending like letting you know I found it. Oh, the disc is scratched. Yeah, and then <laughs> I, I went to Adelaide once and tried to buy it down there, and the disc was screwed as well. Like it's, and then I've, I think I found it again up here once before, and the disc was completely screwed. So I don't know what it is about this game, um, but people are obviously using it as a frisbee. I mean that for, for obvious reasons. That that you find that everywhere. In, in yeah, Wii games over, and stuff. Like we that that particular Wii London Olympics. Yeah, that's that's in all charity shops all the time. Because after after people sit there smashing the button in the sports games, they probably take it out and just. <laughs> um, the next you disc. <laughs> the next game I got um, was I'd never seen it before, never even heard of it before. Um, it's basically a paintball game for the um, Xbox original. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it looks pretty cool. It, it basically, um, it looks like um, uh, Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio, but with um, paintball guns, basically. So, what do you say, Millennial? There's a Millennial paintball game on PS3. I was thinking of that. Yeah, it might be. It's, is that one done by Activision? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it would have so, been the so same same so series. Different name. Yeah. And then the last game I got is, um, I own this on pretty much everything else. Like, um, I own the 360 version and I own it on something else as well. But, um, I picked this up because I just wanted this version of the game because, um, it's the same game, I believe content wise, but they changed the name because of the stigma around bullying. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not actually about bullying, though, really, is it? It's he's. It's hell. Yeah, you're helping people and he's stuff. He's trying to help people. Yeah. yeah, people have the wrong idea about the game, but you know, when you when you when the game's called Bully, it's um straight Didn't away. Rule of Rose got. That was why Rule of Rose got pulled because they they thought it was about there was some, you know, on their like children and you know like some, I don't know, not not like, you know, borderline sort of mature stuff and, and it turned out that none of it was you know it's not actually true part of it anyway yeah. yeah no it's just one of those things where i guess when a game is released and the hype around it can can just get fuzzled and people's perception mm. of a game and then it gets banned i guess so. they don't actually so, play it they just ban it <laughs> yeah they just see the name bully and they think it's about bullying people you know like change the name but then they don't change the content of the game so it's you know it's the same game I picked up a couple of things this week at a local, um, I'd say it's like a recycling shop, um, sort of a, owned by one person and she takes in donations and sells stuff pretty cheap. Um, I donate a lot of stuff there and I always get given vouchers, so um, I like to save up my vouchers for when they get good stuff in. Finally, they got some good stuff in. So I found some Pokemon cards, which you don't, I don't usually grab, but these are actually from 1998. Wow. It's a um, Pokemon card two player starter set from 1998 that's complete bar the hollow so it's still got a bit of value to it and the box is in pretty good condition 
And I also got a couple of PS2 games. Um, now, this particular shop likes to price every video game at $8, regardless of the title. So yeah. they have a wall of cheap games that have been sitting there for three years that all have $8 on them. But occasionally you'll see a new one pop out. And I'm just so lucky to have seen two of them. And it was Sly Raccoon and Sly oh, Free. Nice. The yeah, two of the Sly games. Cooper games. Um, yeah. I've played these back in the day. I've got the trilogy on PS3, but I didn't have them on PS2. So it's awesome mm. to add these to the collection for a good price because they are quite expensive these days. Yeah. Uh, now I need to track the second one down. <laughs> yeah. It's always the way. Always the way. So, guys, let's segue into another segment of our show. And this segment's usually done by Will. However, Will isn't here this week, so taking over will be Andy with some memes. So let's bring it down for meme time. Woo! Jesus Christ. Andy has provided a lot of the memes today. I think I've added a few as well. So enjoy, yeah. guys. Let's do it. <laughs> this is one that I am. I shared. So the guys hitting Best Buy and the employees like, don't forget to check out Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Doom Eternal. And the Chad goes, shut up, nerd. So beautiful playing Stardew Valley. Yeah, money is five thousand dollar gaming PC. Uh, so here we have the guy going. I'm so sorry, honey. I'm sorry, my children. <laughs> There'll be no food tonight. Somebody pirated a game I made in 1995. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo piracy's crime. I think Will provided this meme for us. Someone uploaded a soundtrack for a song that we wrote in 1998. Better take it down. I've added this one. Uh, I found this, I think, on Twitter. It was um, a 1996 Super Mario 64 manga suggests that one-up mushrooms grow from the bodies of dead Marios, penetrating the circle, the cycle of life and death. Oh, that's more, that's more than... <laughs> One of yours, Andy. That's it. <laughs> I, hear, I, I hear crickets. <laughs> you want to do your memes? Um, me with 500 hours played max gear and max level, and then the NPC offering me a low level quest because I forgot to do it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> give me like Witcher vibes going back to the start, like. Cleaning up for the trophies and everything. Yeah, or like Fallout New Vegas or something. Yeah, that's pretty much any game where you can customize your gear. <laughs> so we got early game. Oh, it's gone. As so we got early game fit, mid game fit, and then once you got all the trophies and you know four hundred hours in the game. Uh, and this one's probably my favorite one this week. It's um, Los Santos Customs. You were like, what brings you in here today? Yeah. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Just a color change, thanks. 
And, and then the police don't recognise you after that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll be in there on Nexus mods. <laughs> what's what's with modding and bringing um, Shrek into video games? I think it comes from like the Shrek is love, Shrek is life thing from um, Gary's mod. Like that meme is sort of like where that comes from. Thomas the Tank Engine's another one that seems. Yeah, to well, I think it, I think that's game. I think that's also another Gary's mod meme video from back in the day. So that's where <laughs> they all come from. <laughs> this happens. <laughs> that happens to you, Figzy. Eh? <laughs> when you donate one dollar to a streamer, now say my name. <laughs> Or write it on a, you know, write it on a whiteboard in the background while I'm in the hot tub. Oh, uh, that's gold. That's true, but. Yep, that one too. Playing Daisy. When you're playing Daisy. Guys, where's the ketchup? Also, guys, there's a guy straight ahead, 473 meters, second floor, third window from the left. <laughs> that's giving me PUBG vibes. Yeah. That was this week's meme time, guys. Thanks, Andy, for the memes. Um, hey John, yep, tell us where we can um, find you on social media. What are your uh, YouTube channels and Instagram name? Yeah, so YouTube is um, JB Collects um, and the same. Yeah, Instagram. I, I did have a little TikTok, but I don't mess around with that too much. Uh, I, I mainly just do Instagram, uh, JB Collects, and same, yeah, YouTube. So I try to do a post a day on Instagram and then one I have one video a week on YouTube. Uh, my my latest video was a bit of a weird one. It was me rearranging all of that in alphabetical order, which, you know, to the average human would be, you know, are oh, you a little bit mental? But to no, us, I'm like sure it's that. like... People like watching you know, that. that is, that's a good hour, a good hour and a half well spent. The video is definitely not that long. But, um, yeah. And it's one of those jobs where you think, oh, this won't take that long. It'll only be, you know, half an hour. Yeah. No, it was like all morning, literally. Bit of a backbreaker. <laughs> Got the whole lot out. And then there was a big debate going on about whether... Actually, I'll be interested to see what you guys do with this. So, on T, I included the. So, I don't know. <laughs> And as I was doing yeah, I got a little story about this, funnily enough. As I was doing it, I'd sort of shared a little story on Instagram. Like, this is the I'm halfway through, and this, that, and the other. And I'd stacked up all the S's together and then all the T's together. Yeah. Right. So the matrix was in T, right? Yeah. You get you get the idea. And then I and I and I was so like too much into it, I'd committed and I was like, I'm not changing my mind. So I just done it all. And yeah, I got a little bit of a you know, a little bit of not not backlash, but some people. Well, no, you, you know, you're this. It's not. It's not. You should be. But I don't like looking at it if it's not. If the T isn't next to all the other the. You know what I mean? For me, it should be there. But anyway, 
That's the way yeah. it's done. They're staying like that. I got a little story about this, but before I do that, I'll just let you guys know all John's social links are in the description. So definitely be sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel and give him a follow over on Instagram. He puts out some really awesome content. Um, back in the day, guys, I was um with like a dozen other collectors. We were making the full PS3 list and adding all these guys to an Excel document that we all worked on. Anyway, one day, one of the collectors changed all the, the games. They were arranged, like, say it was The Matrix. It would be under M. <laughs> Remember, someone changed it to all the the words. And uh, that caused a bit of a um, an argument for a day or two amongst the lost collectors. <laughs> we have now done it with, it would be Matrix, comma, space. Yeah, the. yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess that's probably how it should be done. But, no, it was, it, it was no way I was going back and doing it again <laughs> afterwards. And each everyone's to their own. Like everyone has their own collection rules. Um, I've I won't. Except too. Andy. Andy, um, don't tell us about uh, how you advertise your collection. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't go there. <laughs> but I was going to say, Figsy, is I'm pretty sure places like even JB Hi-Fi use the the system. Like they, when you go to JB Hi-Fi and look for movies, Blu-rays on all their shelves, they do the the, the thing. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to um, check that out next time. Yep. Hey guys, we do have a little bit of news. Uh, so in this segment, we like to show some PlayStation Collector podcast news, otherwise known as um, PCP news. <laughs> uh, so a couple of little things we found through the week. Um, let's pull them up here. Uh, so the first one's actually really cool. So... Gran Turismo 4 came out 2004, I believe, a 19-year-old game. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's just been discovered that there are actually cheat codes in the game. Um, yeah, so there are cheat codes in Gran Turismo 4. So I believe the cheats only work if you have a save file that's more than 12 months old. Um, but yeah, you can get 10 million credits, automatically pass the licenses, automatically get golds on any event. Um, it's pretty cool that they're discovering things in 2020 for games on the ps2 do you believe that people found this by just digging through the data of a dumped disc or do you think like because there's no way someone would have just typed them in to find them like maybe one of the developers leaked it or something shared it yeah but you think if it's, it's a game that old someone would have found that out somehow by now which is just mind-blowing that that's really only not just that old a game that was in like the top 10 sales of ps2 games yeah and that's got to be from data digging or something because trying just to find that off the top of your head just by playing the game's impossible like literally impossible nevertheless super cool to see i I almost couldn't believe it when i read it i'm gonna have to give it a go that's another little bit of news i guess this is general news well nevertheless it's a discussion point uh so here we have the top 20 digital plus Physical game sales of 2022. Just going down this list, John, Andy, do you notice any games that shouldn't be on this list or look really interesting to you? Uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five at number four is ridiculous. N- not really, because I, I follow this, like, I follow these lists pretty well, and I always know that, like, FIFA games are always in there, uh, Grand mm. Theft Auto is always in there, Pokemon games are always in there. Um, Minecraft is always in there as well. Like, there's just games that you can always guarantee are going to be in this list, and that's. Well, F F one F one twenty two. I mean, I know you know it's popular, yeah. isn't it? But 
It's a bit weird seeing that in there, I guess. Yeah, actually, um, I, oh yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't have expected F1 no. like to you know all these games obviously have greatest hits copies. So yeah. F1, I wouldn't take that as a greatest hits game. No. So. Even yeah, the global global that. sport football, you know, FIFA and obviously, I mean that's such a. I don't want to say too much about it, but those guys are just printing money, aren't they? They basically release almost the yeah. same game every year, you yeah. know, with different shirts and update the clubs. And I think yeah, it's I interesting they... that there's only one Call of Duty game on the list because there's a lot of other multiple games from other franchises, but there's only one COD game. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And Elden Ring being so far up the list still is pretty crazy. Like that's that's awesome. I mean, game of the year. It's bringing yeah, easy action yeah. RPGs into the mainstream. And then you've got your lot of Nintendo basic titles like Red Dead. Red Dead Two. That's pretty solid. I'm surprised that's still that's quite an old yeah. game now, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Mario Kart is pretty much always in the uh, in the Nintendo shop, like in their own shop, in the top selling thing. It's like. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they just print money with that game. I don't think they'd even have to make a Mario Kart Nine for another five years, and people would still just keep buying Mario Kart. Yeah, three PlayStation exclusives in the top ten with God of War, Horizon, and Gran Turismo, and they all outsold the Pokemon titles. Mm. Um, However, I will add to that they were November releases, so that might have had something to do with them not selling as many. I mean, I'd still be surprised if. Whenever Grand Theft Auto 6 is released, I mean, that that will just break all records, I'd imagine, when it'll just blow everything out of the war. If I was Rockstar, I would make my own game system and be like, hey guys, you want to buy, you want to play Grand Theft Auto 6? You got to buy our console. It's the only, like, people still would, wouldn't they? I would. I'd go and buy a $600 console to buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have such a monopoly about, that they could sign a billion, multi-billion-dollar contract with Xbox or Microsoft. Do you think about GTA Five? I mean, that's two generations away ago, isn't it? That was PS3, Xbox 360. No exclude, no, no new game since then, and that is still absolutely huge. I mean, people just number live, five. They yeah. live online, don't they? They live in that world. You know what I've, I mean, that... I've heard um I've heard people say, Oh, do you reckon Grand Theft Auto Six will ever come to Game Pass? I'm like, no. Like Rockstar would never, ever, ever stick that game in Game I Pass. I can't imagine they will. No. What why? No. Because it's yeah. selling more copies than hmm. any you know, yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> like how many years now? It's it's almost well it's two thousand and three. It's like almost it's ten, ten years, years old. Ten years game. old in September. Yeah, yeah. And the game is still on the top selling list of games. Like, I mean, the online community around it's huge, isn't it? You get like car meetups, and you know, like yeah. people being like police and stuff, don't you? And like stopping people role for play speeding. Is huge and role play is massive, in it. It's an absolute. I think with Grand Theft Auto, it's not a game anymore, as it's, it's such as it's a part of gaming culture. To yeah. If you go to the average mum or dad on the street that don't get into gaming and they go and buy a video game, well, Grand Theft Auto, they'll probably buy, you know. Mm-hmm. They just, you, everyone knows what Grand Theft Auto is. Yeah, my mum's not into video games. She knows what Grand Theft Auto is. It's like, my, I'm sure more people in the world know what Grand Theft Auto is than they don't. My wife, yeah. my wife's not massively into video games, but one of her little, one of our, when we kind of first met, we completed Vice City sort of together, and that that was her sort of little thing, you know what I mean? And yeah, so I mean, it's it's quite a 
we've we've got it on the PS4. We bought like the digital remaster, although it's a bit tosh. But it was nice to be able to play it again in HD and you know the soundtrack and everything like that. So that was yeah. I have a I so have that a brings up a question. good point that um. Uh, sorry, I thought the yeah he meant Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto Five broke all records. I think it made a billion dollars in sales. And just on that, I think that changed things because Grand Theft Auto Five broke movie records as well. So it suddenly went to people making this content. Hang on, there's more money in video games than movies. And if you look today, video games have got bigger budgets than movies, like, which yeah. is crazy because hey, they make more money. John, when you played Vice City with your wife, did you nearly break up when you were playing the um, RC helicopter mission? <laughs> did, it, did it did it break some? Uh, <laughs> it, uh, oh yeah, it may well have done. Yeah, I, I can't take the credit. Actually, she she done the majority of that game. Actually, you know, she does often remind me of that. Yeah. It was her that actually you know done the you know the final boss shootout and all that. But no, yes, yeah, it's really good. That we hit the one hour forty minute mark before we got yeah. that awkward silence. <laughs> it's always going to happen. Always going to happen. Oh, John, is there anything else you wanted to tell us about yourself or your collection? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of bits here I was going to share. Um, these are sort of like personal, kind of like holy grails, if you like. They're not. Um, there's going to be no giant collector's box sets coming out here but these are two sort of pieces that got a bit of a story behind them and they're kind of personal to me um one of the things i like about watching these kind of channels and these this type of content around you know the people that collect and stuff like that is you know the sort of personal elements to it and you know everyone's got their own kind of nostalgia and everyone's got their own kind of reasons for buying what they buy and, and stuff like that but so I've got two things. Um, this one, because again, that we talked about a couple of times in the show, in the in the in this podcast about you know not being able to find what you call you know like these rare gems out in the wild and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But so this one was in a charity shop, and it was about a year and a half, two years ago, um, and I had to kind of like second look because i thought there's no way that's you know that is that even real do you know what i mean that can't be legit yeah um so it's boxed and the box is absolutely mint like of so it's pac-man Ooh. game and watch right oh yeah from grandstand and wow. this is from 1983 okay yeah. it looks so, brand I mean, new I, it literally is so i was I mean, I was five when this came out, and um, the lady in the shop—it was up in like the shelf—and I said, "Can I have a look at that Pac-Man?" And she said, "Yeah, yeah." And she got it down. And she was like an old lady, bless her. And um, she went, "I'll just check to see if it's in there." And she started opening the box up, and she was like, almost like ripping. And I was like, "Oh no, just leave it. I'll do it." And I like. Yeah. So I was like meticulous not to break any of the edges and, and I opened it all up and yeah, lo and behold, it's all absolutely in case. I don't think it's ever been played. It's got everything in there. But and I did take it open when I got home and I just 
because I was always a bit worried about the battery compartment opened it up and it's you know it's pristine. There's nothing, nothing. So there's no, no battery in it, I guess. No batteries yeah. in it. Everything's yeah, fine. I've cool. tested it out once, put it back yeah. in there, and that's it. It's not that's a massive cool. hit. I mean, it's there are people punching for like three hundred quid on eBay, but I've also yeah. seen these sell on their own for like 70, 80 quid. So it's mm. not it's not that, but just that. I mean, how the hell can you get something like? And this is like obviously again, like you mentioned. Anyone that's ever played video games, even if they got no idea about video games at all, everyone's no, going to know what Pac-Man is, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then the other one, which is a PlayStation 1 game, I've talked about this on my channel before. Uh, this was a, lo a really good mate of mine years and years ago. And um, so we used to come home from the pub and we would play this game a lot. And we spent quite a long time. There was three of us that shared a flat years ago. And um, so it'd be one of those sort of, you know, get home from the pub. You've all had a few pints. Let's whack on some video games. And we used to play this quite a lot, okay, which is Bishy Bashy Special, okay, which is like a weird sort of like party game. There's about 70 or 80 little mini games on here. Mm. And um, so you all link up. It's two-player, four-player, I think. And, um, yeah, you just go at it. And these awesome little weird. Work. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And... um. Yeah, it's a lot of fond memories of me and my mate, and then sadly he passed away a few years ago. So it's one oh, of those sorry, things. Yeah. Sorry, do you know what I mean? Right. I sort of had to get it really. So yeah. it's kind of like a little memory, and um, yeah, I'm really pleased with this. It's a really, really nice, pristine copy. So this one always takes kind of pride of place on the shelf as well. So it's kind so of like Mario Party for the the PlayStation One. Really, yeah, kind of like that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. cool. But no, it's a lot of fun. Thanks for sharing, John. And thanks so much for coming on, John. Um, guys, definitely be sure to check out John's YouTube channel. Um, if you like uh, Retro Rick's video game challenge, you'll love John's $10 Xbox collection. As he said, he's built this entire Xbox collection from $10 Ten flipping squid. stuff. Ten squid. Uh, which is mad respect. And, you know, if you want to follow that whole journey, it's up on YouTube. And As well as that, um, John's got an awesome Instagram page. You're on... Pretty much every day, I see you posting different things on Instagram, John. Yeah, I try to do. Yeah, I try to do one a day. Yeah, just a nice, you know, bit of a game or something or an update. Yeah. Be sure to go and follow John over on Instagram, and if you need to get, in, if you want to get in contact, feel free to send him a message. Andy, thanks so much for coming back on the show to host. Really appreciate no worries, it. Man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. John, thanks so much for coming on as a guest. You've been awesome. Oh, thanks and, a lot. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Cheers. Shout out to Joe Rad for um, being editor again. Really appreciate you, Joe. Uh, you guys can't see Joe, but he's here. He's lacking. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. This has been the 46th episode of the um, PlayStation Collectors Podcast, and um, we'll see all you guys next week. Peace, guys. PlayStation Collectors Podcast, PlayStation
PlayStation. Collectors Podcast PlayStation. Collectors Podcast PlayStation. Collectors Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show.